Saiba que isto em mim provoca imensa dor Só privilegiados têm ouvido igual ao seu Eu possuo apenas o que Deus me deu Se você insiste em classificar meu comportamento diante musical Eu mesmo mentindo devo argumentar Que isto é bossa nova, que isto é muito natural O que você não sabe nem sequer presente É que os desafinados também têm coração Fotografei você na minha Rolleiflex Revelou-se a sua enorme ingratidão Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome. The man in the black suit. Yay. <laughs> so excited today. Oh, me too. Me too. I'm playing, actually, a song by... Joao Gilberto, who passed away this week. He also did Girl from Ivanema and did a lot with Frank Sinatra and many, many artists. So I just thought in his honor, I would start the program with one of his songs. I think it's just pitch perfect as well since uh, our heroine is Brazilian. Yes. And in trouble. Mm-hmm. 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 That she is. So how was your week this week? <laughs> you know what? It's been it's been a good week. Um, I know. I mean, last we spoke, you were up in the woods, Pam. Uh, yes, last podcast, you you were up in the wilderness, and uh, we had on the states uh, the Fourth of July, the Independence Day celebration. Which I want to start saying Independence Day as opposed to Fourth of July because. We should be emphasizing our independence um, and the founding of our our country. Um, and uh, so it's been good, but nonstop. I know a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys, I, I felt like I was in finals week perpetually. And I have, um, I've been, I've still been there. <laughs> um, and uh, it's been uh, pretty intense. I'm still working on a, final uh, revisions to a report that I'm trying to get out and uh, it's uh, just been intense and um, so I've not done anything yet really to prepare for uh, my flight which is tomorrow (laughs) I'm leaving town tomorrow that's right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it will all get done all shall be all shall be done Yes. I'm how about well. you, Pam? How uh, how was your trip in the woods? Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you glad to be back in civilization? Um. Yes and no. <laughs> um, the, Understood. The little one was supposed to come up on Friday because she wanted to spend Wednesday and Thursday with her dad, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Apparently, there were some really, a bunch of really bad uh, thunderstorms that came through here. 
on Friday. And uh, so she never came up. Aww. Uh, the, the whole... The deer were great. The deer were absolutely great. Had Your pictures were beautiful. Oh, lots of little babies. And I'll be, I could, you'd be, they'd eat out of your hand. My brother Aww. was literally feeding a couple of them out of his hand. And one of them had a very bad broken leg, though. And we were trying to figure out who to call. Uh, the bone was sticking out. Um, Oof. And it was, uh, it was, that was sad. Mm -hmm. uh, the lake was nice. Uh, the fishing contest went well. I think the largest fish that they caught was maybe about 10 inches. Although there was a girl a couple weeks ago that caught a 20-pound pike out of there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the, the biggest issue I had is everywhere I turned around, there was Trump 2020, Trump t-shirts, Make America Great Again. And because I was in the tucky part of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> well, not everybody lives on planet Philadelphia, Pam. Well, that's very true. That's very true. <laughs> Some of us live out in the wilderness. Uh, it's, it's good to see you guys. Hi, Kenzie. Hi, KK. And yeah, so that was, that was interesting. Um, and then I came home. And that I was sorry I did. Um, I, they, my son and his new girlfriend and Isabella were not here. And I came home and it looked like somebody had ransacked my bedroom. Oh, no. All over the floor. Um, I have a, like, it's not a hope chest, but it's a chest, like a hope chest. Mm -hmm. And I, I store seasonal clothes in there, you know, and I switch them out. They were all over the floor. Um, my bed, uh, I don't even want to discuss my bed. It was, uh, and my living room, I walked in and it was, it was awful. It was awful. My son, every dish, my son never did one dish. You know, I have a broken dishwasher and the dishwasher mm. was packed. Yep. And so now I'm taking everything out and washing it because I had no cups, no glassware, uh, and dishes, no dishes anywhere. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. So that's what I walked into. So I think, I think I would, I'd, I'd not want to be in the woods. Maybe go back to Canada and just hide. Canada's always a good idea. <laughs> mm -hmm. I um, in fact, when I sent the email to SR um, asking about uh, asking some of our questions about this uh, first part of the chapter that we're reviewing today, um, and I'm laughing at Kenzie's post. Pam, you finally got to see my grandpa dance like a wet noodle. I did, and she also and she also said, Pam. "Make him, make him do it, Pam. Make him do it." <laughs> Meaning I your son, have, but he was not here. <laughs> If I wanted um, to have something to drink from, I had to do it myself. Yes, I, I'm. Uh, my my house resembles that remark right now. Um, so I can I can feel you. Um, okay. I, I, I was mentioning that 
I, I, I was mentioning that uh, to SR. I kind of gave him fair warning that Sabrina, my daughter, and her friend Twee are going to be traveling north of the border next week um, on their little road trip to uh, Niagara Falls and mm-hmm. Toronto. So um, I, I just warned him if he hears uncontrollable giggling, that's who uh, that's who it is. Mm-hmm. Well, you could have heard when my son finally pulled in Sunday night with his daughter mm-hmm. and girlfriend in tow. You probably could have heard me yelling in Pittsburgh. <laughs> KK, is that? Did you hear <laughs> Karen? Was, did you hear Pam a, at that time? <laughs> there was a problem in the force that came. <laughs> was, there, was there a tremor in the force? Oh, did you time, feel it? Big time. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. I did see Kenzie's grandpa dancing and I showed my sister's neighbor the Elvis Presley fanatic. He thought that was great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Karen goes, I thought that was you, Pam. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me put it this way. My granddaughter was scared to death to come in the house. She didn't and my Patrick had to go back out to work. And he was going to take her with me with him, because she was afraid of Gammy. Mm. She doesn't, because of the way I yelled at her daddy, she told me. I heard all about it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Pam, it's time to make a run for the border. <laughs> yep, it is big time. I told them I'm moving into a studio, and the only one coming with me is Walter the Wonder Boo Boo and, and uh, my little Matilda. He's got <laughs> the other cat, and my sister can take Pumpkin. And that's Aww. It. Yeah, so that was my supposedly getaway weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Karen said she thought that was you, and she, she did have drinks ready. <laughs> Cocktails always help. Always, always. And I just told Leslie, um, I don't think it's wrong that I just toasted two marshmallows on my stovetop. <laughs> I, I love the idea. <laughs> I, I, I said, I said uh, that's uh, perfectly acceptable. You can toast m- marshmallows by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenzie says, not wrong, Pam. And KK also says she's coming, too. She wants to make a run for the border, too. And I know, Kenzie, I already know you want to come with us. So, (laughs) We'll go have a great time. Yeah. I'm actually going to be flying over you guys tomorrow, but I won't be anywhere near. Kenzie, are you still in the Midwest, or did you go back home to Oklahoma? I wasn't sure where in the world was Kenzie this uh, week. We're trying to, uh, I'm, I'm visiting my 40 state number, let's see, 46 and 47 over Excellent. the next week. Excellent. And a couple of, and a couple repeats. And what so, if 48 and 49? We know where 50 is. 48 is actually West Virginia. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, truth be told, I've been to West Virginia several times. My travel mate, Chris Reese, has not ever been to West Virginia, which I find phenomenal. But she lives in the planet of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So Twilight Zone. 
she hasn't had a chance to go to West Virginia, but the rules of our game are we both have to be in the same state at the same time together. Ah. So that's, uh, that's why we're going. So we have to actually figure out when we're going to slide that in. We need to do it sometime in August or September. So that's actually something that will be happening soon. Um, KK asks, where are we going in West Virginia? Um, probably Morgantown, home of West Virginia University. Um, we have a friend, actually, uh, Chris, I met her through Chris, and she's actually came on a couple of our adventures um, named Martina. And Martina um, had worked many years at West Virginia University. Now she actually works at UPMC for Karen. She'll appreciate that because um, that's a healthcare system, University of Pittsburgh Medical mm-hmm. Center. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, it's, it's UPMC is coming your way as well, Pam. Um, they're they're going to try and get into Philly. Oh, I'm sure. Um, I mean, Penn's already up in Princeton, so. Yep, yep. They're all they're all spreading out their wings, um, but we're probably going to Morgantown. I'm not quite sure, but KK, I'll keep you posted because you know that's close enough that I'm. We'll try and see if there's a way we can connect, um, and then of course, 49 is California, mm-hmm. um, because we have to go to California on our way to number 50. That's right. So, here I come. That'll be in October. Mm -hmm. So, but this time, I see Kenzie says she's been back since Sunday. Um, And I love the fact Karen says, not at all. If you can roast peppers on a stove, you can roast marshmallows. Amen, Karen. Amen to that. Um, Kenzie was quite MIA walking in middle America. I am, I'm going to be visiting that neck of the woods, but I'm going to be north of you. Um, We're we're heading into, first we're going southwest to Santa Fe in Albuquerque, Mm -hmm. um, which I, I have been there once before. Highly recommend anybody who hasn't had a chance go to that part of the world. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And then we fly to Chicago, get a car and drive to Iowa Iowa City, to be exact, then over across the plains to Omaha, Nebraska, Mm -hmm. then down, cutting through Kansas, down, yeah, because I know you used to have work trips out there. All the time, every every other month. Going to try and find Amelia Earhart's homestead. Mm -hmm. Um, Amelia's kind of an awesome inspiration, so she's a Kansan, Mm -hmm. native Kansan, and... uh, then we're going to be in Kansas City when we're actually going to be in Missouri, not Kansas City, Kansas. But mm-hmm. I've never been to that city. It's always been on my list. And then from there, I fly home. Good so, steak in Kansas City. Oh, yes. That's what I heard in barbecue. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. So it's nice to think about it because I've been so wrapped up in research reports that um, literally haven't been able to. <laughs> <laughs> to think about it. So it'll be, it'll, it'll, you know, luckily I've, I know exactly the type, what I'm grabbing to take with me. So uh, that won't be too hard. 
Kenzie, I agree. As the filming for Gabriel's Inferno gets closer, I find my excitement and terror increasing because I'm so scared I won't be able to go. I'm right there with you, Kenzie. <laughs> I think we all are. I, I think we all are. I, I'm nervous for several reasons. <laughs> One, um, funds. Um, <laughs> number two, <laughs> um, transportation. Um, in fact, I almost was late for the podcast uh, because, um, and on the good news front, we rebuilt my daughter's ca car engine, mm -hmm. um, and I we went to pick it up, and that's why I was cutting it close. We got the call that it was ready, and I was like, "We're going to get it. Let's go." So, because we've been down a couple cars. Um, and then, of course, timing and scheduling. Um, but I'm hopeful if it's like a six-week spread, there will be at least one day or two days that might work. I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I just looked. I just saw how quickly they filmed My Brother's Honor, and I think that was like a two- or three-week turnaround. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I know. And you know, you know my fear, right? Like this is going to happen. They're going to film it right while I'm in California and Hawaii. <laughs> of course, and they're also going to—they're also going to only give you like two or three days notice. Well, that's actually. And Kay, Karen, let me know because I know you are pretty hot on the uh, monitoring trail, and I know I know you are, Pam. It seems that they don't give you a lot of lead time. Am I right on that? That's true. That is very true. <sighs> Which really is unfortunate for anybody who's outside of any even reasonable driving distance. And Kenzie, I'm talking to you, my girl. Um, although sometimes you can hit it right and get really cheap airfare last minute. Um, yeah, like my trip to Wales that I wanted to take in in the beginning of August. Yeah, this month, beginning of August. When I was looking, so when I could buy the tickets for this thing and mm -hmm. set everything up, airfare was, was there was nothing less than $1,000. I just yep. got a notice last week for like 469 Oh, I am and telling you, all the tickets are sold there, out now. there have been crazy airfare wars going on. I saw one to London for under 300 round trip. I was like, I paid more to fly to Texas for work than it is to go across the pond. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, Karen agreed. Uh, well, Kenzie had, Ken, Karen agreed that it might be a quick turnaround. Kenzie's hoping she can go for at least a few days. Um, I think we need to get some side hustles going, women. And I'm not talking about anything illicit. I'm just talking about little, you know, side projects, mm -hmm. yard sales, garage sales. I hear you. Maybe we can do a big sub sale, <laughs> Toronto or bust. Cake <laughs> <Cake> sale. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Kenzie says, maybe if you're in the group, they do, but I'm not in that group. So she said, you can't take Southwest to Toronto, right? Because they have that want to get away deal. I don't think so. Maybe, maybe you can check Buffalo. Frontier goes to... 
I'll tell you, I don't, I don't know if you've looked, but there's, if you go to Google flights, I don't know if you guys are aware of Google, you know, Google, which does everything. Does a lot of my looking. Yep. That's a pretty good site. And also Hopper, H-O-P-P-E-R, the app on a phone is pretty good too. Um, Sometimes you can get some pretty decent deals. Um, Karen says you get an email with several dates and then it's a lottery sometimes. Yeah. Even the lottery, and I get the lottery, I totally get it. I think it would be fun just to be up there with fellow SR fans, Mm -hmm. even if we can't see the filming, which would be very disappointing, but, you know, it would be fun. Um, Kenzie says, I know I can't go to Florence because I'm way too broke from that. So Toronto is my only chance. I've looked. It's about 300, 400 with tax for me. All I can do is hope things happen for a reason. True. True. Actually, you know, Kenzie, not really a bad deal on airfare. I was afraid it would be more than that for you. So not that it makes it any better, but... um, that's that's pretty cool. That's great. Um, and as some of you may have seen on Twitter, this is the anniversary of the yes, announcement. One year. One, year. one year ago today. The announcement with Tusca uh, on a live Facebook feed announced that they were going to be filming Gabriel's Inferno. I think I posted it to the SRS Fox Den but it was, was not approved. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> whoever was approving them, I don't know who. Uh, could have been Nina, could have been SR, I don't know. But, um, you know, there, he keeps telling us there's good news coming. There's good news coming. So we'll see. Maybe that's why they didn't post it, because the good news is coming. <laughs> that's right. So... He keeps talking about it. He does. So he does, and he's heavily into editing right now on Gabriel's Promise. So, oh, Pam, Kenzie asked what wasn't approved. Oh, a post I put out. Uh, I shared a memory. Oh, the Fox Den, and it wasn't approved. I'm heartbroken. Mm. Oh. Oh. Can't you hear her Kate, breaking right now? <laughs> I know. Karen's saying she's not going to have the funds to go. I know, Karen. We have to figure something out. We have to find a way. Yeah. We have to set the intention and find a way. Um, you know, driving. Um, we'll have to I know. We have to all meet in Harrisburg. <laughs> That's right. And then from come, there we can drive up. Come to the Amorose Commune. Exactly. <laughs> and we can, uh, we can caravan. And yeah, Kenzie. actually, Karen, think about that. If there's a way you can get over here. Um, we can all go up together. We could all, yeah, carpool or something. Yeah, it's not a bad, it's not a bad drive from Harrisburg. It really isn't. It really isn't. It really isn't. So, um, um, Kenzie, I have a question for you. How do you know they're casting? Yes. Give. <laughs> do you have secret SR knowledge that we're not privy to? Or is it your Kenzie sense? <laughs> 
truth be told, I wouldn't be surprised if they're, you know, if they're in the process. I don't know if they've I, nailed things down, yeah, but I'm not, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, you know, I'm sure that the, at this point in time, the script is pretty much in the bag, mm -hmm. as they say. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're looking at, at specific actors and actresses, if they haven't been already. I mean, that could have been, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, uh, Nina was posting. Uh, who's, who's our your, pick? Yeah, who's your pick for Gabriel? Who's your pick for Julia? And don't forget, we can't have Gandhi and Cavill. And there was one other, I think, that they used. So, All right. Who else was it? I'm trying to remember the other actor. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Karen was a well-known actor, though. Yeah. Yeah. Box there office. There you go, Kenzie. Fly to Harrisburg or Philadelphia or Pittsburgh, and we'll all get together in Harrisburg. I, you know what, Kenzie? Not a bad strategy. My guess would be if flights... I still think flights from where you are to Toronto are going to be cheaper than flying east. You never know, though. I've I've learned this during this adventure of, of mine that um, the air fares are completely, all the algorithms they do, it's very unpredictable. Um, sometimes you can fly out of Baltimore for some really cheap price. Um, I mean, usually... I'll fly out of Baltimore instead of flying to Philly or even flying out of Harrisburg because Harrisburg can be really pricey. Yeah, the smaller airports usually are because I used to try to plan my trips out of White Plains, New York, when I lived in New York. Mm -hmm. And they were always like a couple hundred dollars more than Newark or JFK or, or LaGuardia. Yeah. And, you know, that, so that kind of killed everything. But, um, Pearson is the big one in Toronto. Then there's another one, a smaller one, Billy Bishop. Mm. I flew into there. I flew into there, actually. Yep. And yeah, that's airport. right. You have two options. And I flew Porter Airlines. And I flew from Newark, New Jersey to Toronto from there. And it was $230. Oh, wow. Um, now, the planes are small mm -hmm. um they're turboprops they're not at jets in any way uh but it's like a two-hour flight but then i started i started thinking about it because from here i take a train a new jersey transit train that drops me off at the airport and then i take a little monorail over to the the uh, concourse i got to be on but you got to be at the airport like an hour and a half, two hours ahead of time. And it takes two hours to get to Newark on the train. So I might as well drive. Right. And I don't have to deal with all this, the ridiculous custom stuff and the going through, well, Toronto's not bad going through their uh, customs area. But coming into Newark, it took us an hour and a half to get through. To show, you know, because we, we did the air, the, you, your passport, and then you got to get a special paper, then you got to go wait in line. Oh, yeah. Line, you got, then you go see the um, CBP, 
and why were you there? What'd you bring back? Blah, 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 blah. And then they stamp something and then you walk out to another door and you're standing in line so that you can just get out into the regular part of the airport. <laughs> so. Well, I'm actually, I'm glad we're talking about this because I have yet, I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my passport expires this month Uh-oh. and I need to renew it. Yep. And I keep forgetting that. And I mean, I think like I have less than three weeks to renew it. So thank you ladies for this discussion (laughs) because that would be the ultimate in horrible um, if we get an announcement about a filming and um, I can't go because I have no passport. That would be horrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, So I would, I would get to the post office and get it done now. Yep. I, I was just thinking that. And because the other thing you got to worry about, and, and this is to the Pennsylvania folks, we, mm-hmm. unless your driver's license is a real ID, mm-hmm. you will not get on to an airplane, even domestically, with your driver's license. Oh, that's right. Because um, I was asked if I wanted to do the real ID, and then you have to make it's a special appointment when you go. Um, mm-hmm. I said, well, I've got my passport. I'm not going to worry about it right now. Yeah, so. that's good. Oh, that's a good point. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And Kenzie said, but are they filming in Toronto or L.A.? I don't think that has been clarified. I don't I thought mm. I saw something definitely a couple weeks ago. It's definitely going to be in Toronto. I thought so, too, but I'm not sure Maybe because I... I October. Oh, uh, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. That that was one of the changes um, after the uh, uh, Canadian Thanksgiving. Ah, yeah, yeah. which is why. I, yeah, I mean, if they do L.A., they do L.A. There's not much we can do about that. But I, I think everybody's kind of looking forward to Toronto. And I think the other thing that was hinging on that decision is if the screenwriter was Canadian or not. Because when you're filming in Toronto... Um, you have to have a Canadian film writer. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a friend of mine who, who lives in Toronto, and her husband is a location manager for a lot of Canadian and American TV programs up there. Ah. And she verified that. I don't, know, I don't know whether that's true or not for Vancouver, but it's definitely true in Toronto. That... Very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it would be the right time of year to, to film there, too, if you think about it, October. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the That's... major part of this does take place September, October. Yeah. And it would be cool. I mean, you don't have to. With, with technology and with the magic of filmmaking, you really could film it all on a sound stage, and it would turn out beautifully. Mm-hmm. But, man, just it would just be neat. Right. And that kind of stuff. As Kenzie says, oh my God, that makes me so happy. And Canada is so nice in the fall. Yes, it is. Ah. Yes, <sighs> well, I'm hopeful. September. It's just as warm in September. Oh, yeah. Which is nice. And we, maybe fiddlesticks will be playing in Ontario. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. I love that band. <laughs> I'm going through Fiddlesticks withdrawal. <laughs> I put I put their music on my uh, Spotify account. I did too. Mhm. Mm and I and I I'm on their Instagram and I commented on something missing you guys your PA groupies. <laughs> <laughs> they responded, "We miss you too." <laughs> I know. We actually looked. Um, they're not playing during the week anywhere next week because um, I was trying. Sabrina just would be over the moon to see them live um, because, yeah, she. Yes, we should send her up with the. Uh, were they uh, Rolling Rock or Yingling? <laughs> Which one was it? I think I think he was a Yingling guy. Yeah, I think he was the drummer, too. right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he said, "Oh yeah, Pennsylvania." Yeah. <laughs> he knew us by the beer. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh! Canadian, knowing by the beer. This anyhow, is true. Anyhow, anyhow, as we've discussed, so, our road trip and our yes, the prospect celebrating, toasting mm -hmm. the one-year anniversary of the announcement. I can't believe, in some ways, it's gone so fast, but in other ways, I just feel like the news just came out. I know. In other um, ways, I feel like it's been out forever and ever, but I think it's because we've been talking about the prospect forever. of a movie yeah. for, like, how many years? Right, right. A couple years. Seven years? Two or three years that I'm aware of. Four years, maybe. Yeah. But, um. I also, it is less than six months now to the release of Gabriel's Promise. Oh my gosh. July 7th was the six month mark. That's right. Mm -hmm. So lots of things to celebrate this week. Many, many things. Mm-hmm. Including me running away from home and never coming back. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So. I so, I shall we dig into the chapter? We should dig into it. Now, just as a, uh, a heads up, we're splitting channel, channel, chapter 49 in three. Because each is its own separate little grouping. Mm -hmm. And one's just as important as the other. So, for the continuation. So, just as an FYI, that's what we're doing. So, next week we'll do part two. And then we'll do part three. Love it. Mm. And Kenzie says she also feels like it's forever and just yesterday. Yep. So, yeah, I, you know, and I'm hopeful. I know we've talked about this and I actually had a discussion about this with my daughter um, last night because we watched. I still have not seen all of the Discovery of Witches season one. Mm hmm. And so we watched another uh, another episode, and I just love I just love that production so much. Um, and I kept kept thinking I want the Gabriel books to be like this. Obviously, very different story, so yes. it won't be. I actually would love that group. Um, Bad Wolf Productions. Yes, or or the director. Whoever was behind that creative vision, I just think would be a phenom do a phenomenal job with Florentine series. That would be um, a 
Lachlan yeah. is the uh, one who brought it to Bad Wolf and is producing it for Bad Wolf. And uh. he, I have a picture of him because I was at the conventicle last year. I, he was standing with Deborah. He was gorgeous. Ooh. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've, um, I'm, I'm getting a lot of, uh, you know, I've been singing the praises. So I think I'm bringing more people along um, into, into the fold of uh, Deborah Harkness fans. Kenzie says it's really good. It really, it's just beautiful. Oh, so beautifully done. And they've um, started filming season two there in Venice right now. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it's very exciting. Yes. And I'm hoping they'll do either via Passion Flicks or another production company. I really hope they're going to pick up the man in the black suit because I oh, just think this would be a great. That would be a good, good standalone. And then we could go and all be extras on the Isle of Greece. Just yes. saying. Same. One of the Greek by islands the way, in Santorini. By the way, Brant Do Doherty, he was um, in Fifty Shades. He was yes. The bodyguard, Anna's bodyguard. Yes. Um, he just got married and he did his honeymoon in Santorini. Mm. And if you go into his Instagram site, I, I was trying to figure out how to repost it and I didn't. But he was showing the room that they had and the infinity pool that they had and how it was, the room was like in a cave. Oh, which I just know, like the one Nicholas and like Nicholas, That's right. Acacia had. That's exactly I love right. it. So. I love it. And they showed pictures of a nice little restaurant on Sunset. So there's a bunch of stuff out there. But yeah, uh, but I just like, oh, I got I to gotta find out, put this out there. This is so man in the black suit. <laughs> oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. We'll have to check it out. Karen has to get dinner ready. So right, she's saying you. bye for good now. To see you. We'll talk. It's so good seeing you. We'll I, we to have you. to catch up. I can't wait to see uh, and catch up with everybody. I was thinking um, it's been a cup, couple years since the Sassy signing, book mm -hmm. signing, and that's happening this weekend mm -hmm. and, uh, in North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, chicken parm salad and riced cauliflower. I'm coming. Uh, I know, uh, Karen, save a place for us. <laughs> um, that sounds delicious right now. And Kenzie says she could be an extra in the Florentine series because she blends right in with her ghostly skin. <laughs> I love it. You are a fair skin girl and just protect that skin. That's, That's exactly all I have right. to tell you. Because it, uh, it definitely needs to be cared for. You don't realize it when you're your age, Kenzie, but you will. When I, was um, age, I was doing Crisco on the beach. Oh, my gosh, Pam. Yeah, really. <laughs> I remember. Karen says, good talking to you all. Good night, Kenzie. Door is open. <laughs> Love it. So hopefully we can. I know Acacia at this point was wishing she was back on Santorini. Um, chapter 49 begins and Acacia's head was aching um, and her it was throbbing. Um, she When she woke up, she was trying to figure out kind of what happened. She went to check on it with her hand. She came with traces of blood. She was dizzy and the room was spinning and she closed her eyes. 
and a man's voice in Arabic told her that he will be punished. And again, she was trying to deny who she was by saying she only spoke French. And he looked up at her and said, Hanin, I know what languages you speak. And we asked SR about um, a couple things. You know, obviously she had been hit in the back and then she had another injury with this, this head wound. And we asked him if he researched any symptoms and effects of injuries when writing The Man in the Black Suit. And he responded that, and of course, I mean, I think we all would have bet money on this, right? Mm -hmm. He said, I researched injuries and medical care for the book, as well as geographical and historical information about the Damascus bombings. So, of course, he would. Of course, he would know. So... I know. That's why, that's why we love reading his stuff. It's so well-researched. Um, so Acacia asked for water. She heard the water being poured into a cup and placed into her hand. She opened her eyes and drank the water very quickly. And the man who had been speaking to her in Arabic asked her if she recognized him. She looked up and saw a man with a dark beard carrying a rifle with black hair and dark eyes. And she's kind of trying to place him. And her captor spoke. Hello, cousin. It's Ibrahim. And she kept her reaction to herself to give away absolutely nothing. Um, Ibrahim told her there was a lot of blood. Saeed got carried away and... Abraham said that it would not happen again. So one of the other questions we asked SR is about the names. And I asked if there was any significance or special reason why SR selected the names of Ibrahim, Saeed, and then the character coming up, um, Fatima. And SR said, I tried to choose names based on sound, but also tradition. Fatima is a historical name in Islam. And Ibrahim also has great historical significance. So again, SR does his research. Um, as we continue, um, Ibrahim told Acacia that there was a lot of blood and like that Saeed, I know, oh, I, I could visualize this. This was a really graphic scene. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this would be very hard to, to watch. Um, yeah, obviously it depends on the director's take and how they would want to portray it, but right. it, it could be very, very graphic. Um, if you have Quentin Tarantino directing it, right? <laughs> Uh, although, <laughs> that's right. Although he wouldn't direct anything he didn't write. So, um, so Acacia asked him in French, uh, again, what do you want? You know, what, why am I here? What, what do you want from me? And the man walked to the wall by the door and told her that she looked exactly like her mother. And that's how she knew, that's how they all knew it was her. 
And Cassie had bit her tongue as she wondered if they had actually taken her mother. Um, again, the, the fear must have just been overwhelming her. And um, we actually asked SR about um, her speaking to him in French. Um, the question we posed was, why did Acacia continue to speak French even after her cousin recognized her? And Acacia, or SR had said that he thinks Acacia was hoping she could convince her cousin that he was mistaken as to her identity. But obviously that was not going to happen because she looked too much like her mother um, in order to be uh, having a case of mistaken identity. So Ibrahim went on about how her father had planned this um, and wanted to talk to her, but he had been called away and that her father would be returning tomorrow. So I'm sure that made her very nervous. Um, very nervous indeed. Mm-hmm. So he kind of changed the subject a little bit and Abraham told her there was food and Akasi said she's hurt and wanted to see a doctor. She really asked for the doctor and she also was in need of anything uh, to distract her. So she was asking for a pen and paper as well as something to read. And Ibrahim told her that he would have Fatima come in because she was a healer, not a doctor. And Fatima was the person who had already helped uh, care for her as she got there. And as try as she might, uh, Cassie was trying to ignore the dizziness. Um, it was really, really hard because of her head wound was so severe. Um, she was closing her eyes and I'm sure the room was spinning. She knew she had a concussion and the room continued to spin and the door closed as Abraham left. You know, that's one thing I never have. I've never had a concussion. Oh, neither have I. And I pray I never, ever have to experience that. When I lived in Nyack, uh, the little girl that lived upstairs for me, um, mm-hmm. she was a phenomenal soccer player. And everybody said, oh, you know, put him in soccer. It's safer, blah, 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 blah. Oh. And when she was 13, she was playing on the high school varsity team. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was really, really good. And, mm-hmm. uh, and she loved the sport, too, which helped. Um, mm-hmm. She developed, I think she was about 15, she got a horrible concussion. And the headaches that she was having went on for years and got to the point where her mother had to take her, because none of the doctors in the New York area could help her. Uh, They took her down to, I think it was University of North Carolina or Duke University, one or the other. They were were studying head traumas with the NFL players. Oh, my gosh. They took her there and were treating her there for about a month. And she came home. And the other day I saw on Instagram uh, that Ron has been headache-free for about five years. Oh, my gosh. That's good news. That is good news. She's lucky that, you know, her mom and family was able to get her to that kind of a treatment center. That's, it's so serious. 
she was missing so much school and she was starting college and still having all these problems and you know oh yeah so uh, I have a friend who took her kid out of hockey he was he loved ice hockey but he had the doctor said he had too many he had suffered too many concussions and it was gonna could be really really severe and problematic um they can be and so they pulled him out yeah, my, and uh, my mother, you know my mother's too dangerous my mother's cousin putty's husband was a professional football player back in the late 40s and oh wow when, and that's they didn't have the helmets like they do today mm -hmm. he played for the philadelphia eagles from 1947 to i think 1951 oh cool and he um he passed away, I think, about five years ago. He was in his 80s. But for the last 15 years of his life, he had to be in a memory care unit for dementia because the of the brain injuries he had from playing hockey or from playing football. Football, yeah. And, you know, and this it's was a, it's a real was, deal. Yeah, this man was a uh, an oral surgeon that playing football paid his way through dental school. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. That's that's incredible. They didn't, paid, they didn't get paid in the 40s like they get paid today. So. Oh, yeah. It's like any of the professional sports players. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. So, anyway, Ibrahim told her that there was food on the table and she, well, she could smell it. She was kind of hungry, but the nauseousness and the headache and she just didn't want to deal with it. So she, all she wanted was to be able to see the doctor because she was hurt. Um, you know, and then he came out and he went out and uh, she came back in and, and she, he came in with a pen and paper and also a book which turned out to be the Quran. Um, one of the things she noticed though on the food tray was a spoon and she figures, hey, that can be a weapon. So she took mm -hmm. it and hit it. Um, so despite her concussion, Acacia wasted no time in trying to escape. In the bathroom, she took all the pieces of the pen apart and put it on a towel. And she was trying to figure out how she could get the vent uh, to the ventilation system off the, off the ceiling. And as she's trying, she's noticing that it's not really connected from the outside it, it would had been connected from the inside and she was hanging off and everything just seeing what she could do to get it off um and she said uh she was able to use a spoon to remove a slot from the cot though she used the spoon to uh, unscrew it and she kept the slot and the uh screws underneath her mattress of the cot uh, she, she was sitting on, the, on a closed toilet at this point, contemplating the pen parts. Her thoughts went to Nicholas and Rick and his crew. Would they have scoured the apartment building by now, or had the police gotten there first? Perhaps Luke was there as well, although she kind of doubted that. And after, especially after the confrontation that they had in the apartment. I don't know, though. I, you know, I think, well, first of all, 
it's remarkable that she, but I think the fear drives this, that she's still focused on getting out, right? This is your survival, your flight or your fight or flight instinct kicking in. Mm -hmm. Um, Because of that kind of an injury, I just can't even imagine being able to have the mental capacity to think about how I could use a pen to uh, escape, right? To use it as a weapon. And, you know, I I think, yeah, I mean, and then of course it's just so heart-wrenching about, you know, her thinking that she left and the way she left Nicholas. Mm -hmm. And then now, you know, she's halfway around the world or actually not halfway around the world, but she's hours and hours away from him by plane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's just the unknown mm-hmm. and what happened and are they, are they okay? And are they looking for her or did they close the chapter and, you know, I, you know what's happening? I, I really think she, her, with the way she left things with Luke, that was probably a good judgment of what was going on. But I think, yeah. I don't know. Nicholas, I don't think, would just leave her hanging. No, like I, I, there's no way. And I don't think she thought that he would. Right. Because I think, you know, once Nicholas didn't hear back from um, her security Kurt. guard, Kurt, who passed away mm-hmm. protecting her, I think once he didn't hear from him and once they had discovered what happened to him and to her, there, they would leave they no did. stone unturned. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean, she's got to be sitting in that bathroom, uh, sitting on the, uh, like on a on the toilet with the lid shut, mm-hmm. and just all of a sudden letting her emotions come through about oh. Nicholas and, uh, you know, where could she she did love him? She knew he loved her. You know, absolutely. And, you know. What about Kurt? She was probably, she, you know, that she was mourning him because it was because of her that he got killed. I'm sure. Right. And, you know, as far as Nicholas goes, as, as opposed to why she was killing, the killing, she, um, she regretted the decision of leaving him. And I think that decision was made at the spur of the moment. I can't do this. You can't do that. If that's where you're going to be, I'm not going to be here anymore. And I think she's regretting that a little bit now. I I agree. I agree. You know, she's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she loved him and he loved her. And she even liked <laughs> um, his parents, you know. Mm-hmm. And rather than having that ultimatum, um, and I think, you know, it was one of those kind of quick knee-jerk reactions um, in one respect, but it was also something that was tied deeply into her belief system. Um, you know, she just, but now she realizes her error, in fact, that she should not have issued the ultimatum and she should have stayed. And she knew that they could have built something incredible together. And she could have worked hard to present an alternative to the death that he seems so hellbent on um, pursuing for justice, right? right. Um, she should have tried harder rather than giving up so quickly. So, you know, she's sitting in a mysterious compound somewhere in Morocco, and she decided 
she was making a vow. She, she was focused. When she escaped, she would return to Nicholas and try to work things out. And that thought, get back together, and that thought, that gave her hope. It fortified her. It got her motivated. Because I think she kind of was wallowing a little bit as she kind of let herself think about the events of the past couple days. Mm-hmm. It really gave her an opportunity to kind of stop playing that sound, you know, playing, replaying and replaying those scenes in her mind mm-hmm. that, okay, you know what? Don't keep going over and over the past. Let's see what we can do as of today to make things better. And she said, you know, I'm going to escape. I'm going to return to Nicholas and try to work things out. So she dried her eyes, hid the spoon in her sleeve, determined that she was going to use it the next morning when the guards would come in. Yes, her sensei said that she should use her body as a weapon, but in this situation, She needs something more than her physical skills against their automatic weapons. She was against killing, but not against hurting someone in self-defense. And, yeah, Kenzie agrees, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now she's determined and she can go lay down and rest her dizzy head. Exactly. And dream about Nicholas. Exactly. Which would be, I'd be dreaming about Nicholas. Yeah, well. (laughs) <laughs> but I, th- I think it's I think it's great though that it the, the love she felt for him and the love she he has for her, even though they're not together at the moment, um, propelled her to focus on something else. Exactly. And, and I think that that was a good thing. I do too. Um, I I really think that gives her purpose, right? That gives her. Not only, you know, it's extra motivation, right? I mean, it's not just I got to get out of here to stay alive, but I'm I'm going to something. I'm not just running from something. I have a purpose. I have I have goals. I I have something extraordinary that I want to hold on to. And uh, you know, these things are really important. You know, and and just looking back over that whole day that she had, one of the things that I remember um, we asked SR about, too, was this whole emergence of her cousin, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we asked him, why did Ibrahim bring Akasia the items that she requested? You know, Akasia did not acknowledge that he was indeed her cousin. She's pretending she's French and doesn't speak Arabic. And trying to make him think that she's not who she really is. And SR had said, the relationship between Akasi and her cousin is a complex one. Um, he still cares for her. He remembers her, right, as this young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and he cares for her, which means he's conflicted. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, for Akasia, that's a, uh, that was a benefit because, you know, it gave it, First of all, he had a little more compassion to help, you know, provide her food, provide her with water, um, get her things that she requested. It also um, made him a little uh, less suspect of her intentions. 
Um, so it made him a little more uh, easily uh, manipulated, I guess, mm -hmm. distractible. And uh, I think, you know, I thought that was, I think that was an interesting choice that SR uh, decided decided on uh, an interesting character choice because I think that added a nice little twist uh, and made it a little more interesting than just your average everyday bad guy. Yep. Lots of gray areas. SR SR likes de delving into the gray areas. I think. Well, it makes the characters more complex. Mm -hmm. When you think about it. Because they do become conflicted. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, a little more reflective of the human condition, right? True. Very true. So. I, still have, I still have great affection for my cousin Bobby in North Carolina and his family. And mm -hmm. we haven't spoken since my uncle passed away. Because yeah. of family feuds that are abound absolutely and, uh, we we recognize each other's birthdays and and goof on things once in a blue moon on facebook but other than that that's as far as it goes mm -hmm. so. anyway so we're gonna i can't believe it's another another podcast is over already i know i know it's been so fun well, we talk so much. <laughs> I know, but we had lots to discuss and lots to we celebrate. Do. We do. I'm just Gabriel's promise. The the movie. The movie coming up six months till the book. Yeah. You know, some good stuff. Some hopefully hopeful trips to Toronto. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, Pam, you still have time to win, win the lottery. That's true. That is true. Uh, and since I'm leaving the state, I will buy lottery tickets where I'm allowed Good, to purchase like lottery tickets. It's over a hundred million on either on both sides right now. That would get us. That would get us where we needed to go. Absolutely, and a nice place to stay as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kenzie, right. We could pay your airfare. <laughs> I know. If I won the lottery, you definitely would be coming. So. No charge. Be my treat. Yes. That would be so great. So we're going to let Acacia sleep and come back next week with when she wakes up the next morning. And then part two of chapter 49. It should be fun. Yes, it will. So anyway. I'm going to let every let you go, Kenzie, and whoever may be listening without us knowing it, uh, with a another Joao Gilberto, and that's Bim Bum. Mm. And uh, he, he was just such a wonderful composer, so the world will miss him. May he rest in peace. Anyway, have a good week, everybody. And we'll talk then. É só isso, meu baião, que não tem mais nada, não. O meu coração pediu assim.
Bim bom bim 